Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy, a podcast that looks at the inspiration, intention, and actionable steps to help you jumpstart joy in the world, in your life, and in other people's lives. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. This is episode 161. You guys, welcome back. I'm so excited to be with you today and want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving week. We're celebrating Thanksgiving on Thursday here in the United States. And so I hope that you're able to celebrate and that you have a warm and lovely Thanksgiving holiday surrounded by the people that you care most about in this world. And I wanted to also say thank you so much to all of you. There were so many people who wrote in and offered amazing feedback in last week's episode 160, which was the kickoff of season four. And we talked a lot about the inspiration, intention, and action to find a more joyful life. And I know that that resonated with a bunch of you. Thank you, Heather, Namisha, Summer, um, my mom as well wrote in. And it was just a delight to get to talk to you guys and have an exchange about how that impacted you. And you also really loved the idea of finding your anchor in hard times finding something to hold on to as maybe the seas get rough in life. So go back and have a listen. And I would love to hear your feedback. As always, you can email me at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com. Or you can also uh, check in on Facebook at Jumpstart Your Joy. It is a page that goes along with the show. And that's where other people got in touch with me. So love hearing from you. This week on the show, I'm doing a solo cast, which may be a little bit of a surprise. I was going to air an episode with Sarah Von Bargen, which is recorded and ready to go. But seeing as how this idea of inspiration, intention, and action really struck a chord with so many of you that I kind of had what uh, the fly lady, Marla Silly, would call a god breeze uh, as I was getting ready to get this episode up for the week. And it was, let's do a solo cast on a very practical matter and use that lens of inspiration, intention, action to talk about how to go from potentially stressful and anxiety-filled and kind of overwhelm or uncomfort in the holidays. And I know many of us have those feelings. Maybe it's around a specific dinner or event that we might be attending with family and friends, but that how do we go from stressful to joyful for the holidays? And that's what I want to share with you guys this week. This, I mean, seriously, this episode kind of hit me all at once and wrote itself. So <laughs> if you were the one that this was meant for, I would love to hear from you because I am certain that there are many of you out there that will really glean something from this episode. And I cannot wait to talk a little bit more about how to intentionally make room for joy during the holidays whether you're visiting or hosting family, and, or maybe you're a guest in uh, at an event. So before we get to the show itself, let's go over a little of the housekeeping, <laughs> as I like to call it. So if you're new or curious about the show or both, uh, welcome. I am so glad that you're here. And the show has a home at jumpstartyourjoy.com, and you can find a hundred and 
what, 60 past episodes there about joy. You could also find out more about me, Paula. I'm a project manager of 20 years and a certified life coach, and this show is really one of my greatest joys. <laughs> so I'm glad you're along for the journey. You can also find out uh, more about the show notes. I do these for every episode. It'll give you a couple links and a little more in-depth information. And in fact, there's an entire set of actionable ideas, I'll talk about this in a minute, that will go along with this episode. And you can find it at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash joyful holidays. There's an S on the end, joyful holidays. Or if you're on the iTunes app on your Apple device, you can probably tap through just to show notes and most of it will be there. And if you love what you hear, it would be a great Thanksgiving gift to me <laughs> if you would head over to Apple or Google and subscribe and leave a review or a rating for the show that helps other people discover it and I would be so grateful. Thank you so much as always. Uh, and then I've also in the last week this has really come together and it's really cool. I've been having some amazing consultation calls with potential clients. A couple of them have signed up. Thank you. I love you both. Um, and it's all to work with me on your podcast. So if you have this idea rambling around in your head, one of the things I've started offering is a consultancy and mentorship to launch your own show. And uh, if that is resonating with you and you'd like to get your voice out there to talk about whatever it is you love most, well, I would love to work with you. And you can email me at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com or you can find out more on the website about what that might look like. And I think the conversation is always the best way to kind of get to know each other. So please do email. I would love to hear from you. So let's jump right on in on how to intentionally make more room for joy when you're faced with a stressful situation, event, etc. during the holidays. And I will say one thing that struck me as I started pulling this together is these things are also things that you could do for anything that's stressful in your life, right? If It doesn't have to just be about how a Thanksgiving dinner might be anxiety-producing for you. It could also be that maybe a coworker is intimidating or you're not sure how a conversation will go with a neighbor or any of those things. These, these ideas are tools that you could use to navigate through those same situations in your life. So I really hope this is useful. I know that so many of us do have kind of anxiety-producing situations come up during the holidays. And let's talk about that for a second. I think what we see happen is that we often gather with people that are part of our friends or family group. And especially when we're talking about families of origin, maybe we don't gather that often with the larger crowd of them. And inevitably, there are old habits that pop up or old patterns that pop up when we gather with people that maybe we've known for decades, right? And your way of being as maybe a child or, you know, a teen um, or even a college student is so different than the person that you are now and that you are today. And maybe you have your own family, but yet some of the patterns that arise when you gather together with a larger family group are the same patterns that were the same when you were a younger person. So here's how I think we can all start to address and uh, break through that anxiety and that stress. The first thing that that strikes me is really it's it's the same pattern of inspiration, intention, and action. And we're going to apply that here on this stressful situation. So 
I think that the inspiration for all of us is wanting to have a joyful holiday or a holiday that is memorable and peaceful. Uh, And so the thing that I want you to do, if you are stressed out about something that's happening during the, the holidays, especially in interactions with other people, is to sit down, here's step one, and write out your intention. And the thing that I want to set as kind of the landscape for us as we start to talk about what is your intention for this Thanksgiving meal or this holiday season or this Christmas morning or whatever aspect of the holidays that you celebrate is I want you as part of your intention to tap into what your core desired feeling is for this event or interaction. And I'm taking inspiration here from Danielle Laporte. She talks about core desired feelings and The idea that she proposes is that if you can define for yourself how it is that you want to feel in any given moment or in an interaction or for your life, that then you you can work towards that emotion. I've talked before about how I feel like joy is a wayfinding emotion, right? Once I've put joy out there as my intention for the day and I'm choosing it, then it becomes something that I can work towards day after day. So we're going to use the same kind of thing in setting an intention for the holidays. Now, it can be a little, um, it can be a microsphere, right? Like it, it could be that your intention for this, for a meal or for the holiday season is very different than your core desired feelings for the rest of your life, right? Like maybe you are exuberant all the time and you really just need for this period of time to be peaceful. So I want you to think through that. It doesn't have to be an end-all definition of who you are as a person, but it's your core desired feeling and your intention that you're going to set for this brief period of time. Uh, and I think the other thing that we'll find is that while we're talking about holidays and interactions perhaps with people um, that are uncomfortable for us during the holidays, this kind of this kind of um, way of thinking you could use for um, interactions with uh, maybe a coworker that are uncomfortable, maybe having a discussion with your neighbor that you're not really excited about having. This kind of prep work is something that you could do for any place that you're feeling some sort of anxiety. So we're going to set the intention for the meal or our visit or if we're visiting somebody else's house, uh, having people over. What is your core desired feeling and your intention for this event? And this could be difficult, especially when you know, as many of us know, that there are going to be people in attendance, perhaps in an event that are more difficult for us to deal with and maybe anxiety producing. So what I want you to do, and you could, if you're a journaler, this is a great opportunity to write this out, or maybe you do better at seeing things. And so I want you to shut your eyes when you're in a safe space to do so. And I want you to visualize what is the intention for this event or this interaction? And how do you see yourself in the space of either the meal or the holiday or or the party that you're going to, how are you acting and being and what are you wearing? What are you saying? What are you doing? Set the stage for yourself. Really run it through. You walk in and there's, I'm going to use fictitious names, there's Uncle Al and he's being himself and you are present and joyful. 
right? You might walk through what the conversation is. We'll get into that in a little bit. But you are there present and joyful. Okay, and as we are setting intentions, there's a couple of things that I want you to be aware of and maybe on the lookout for that might try, you know, that might make this hard. It might even, in fact, try to derail your best intentions here of setting an intention. The one thing is whenever you try something new, right, something that is out of the ordinary and that feels new and slightly vulnerable, oftentimes your inner critic will wake up and it will have a lot to say, (laughs) at least mine does, about, oh my gosh, we're making change. So a couple of things here. One, in your desire to have a different outcome for this event than maybe is usually the pattern, Let's stop and think. A lot of us have habitual ways of being with a family group or a friend group that are so ingrained. They've been there for decades. You know what I mean? Even, you know, it's it's almost like there's a pattern. There is a pattern that's developed and this person always acts this way. This person always says these kinds of things. We always fight about which pie we're going to have, whatever it is. There's probably some of those patterns that are deeply ingrained with the group. And that is probably, I'm guessing, some of the root of why you're feeling anxiety about the event. And so I want you to be kind to yourself. And I want you to acknowledge that what you're doing is making an intentional decision to act differently in a situation that plays itself out in a similar way or in in similar ways based on the group of people, and you are saying, I want something different, right? This is brave. This is courageous. This is vulnerable. This is big. And I'm excited for you that you you want a different outcome. And just know that your inner critic may have a lot to say. I also want you to think about um, Kate Courageous. Kate Swoboda does some great work around The Courage Habit, which is her book, and I'll link up to it. And there's also a recent podcast episode that she did about kind of the three ways that your inner critic might get really loud when you're trying to break an old habit, which just basically is, right? Um, And those three things, we all kind of have a default mode of being, and they are maybe you're a people pleaser. So when you go to make a change in something, people pleasing comes up. Maybe you're a procrastinator, right? You just say, no, I'm not going to do it. It can wait, whatever. And then the other thing is maybe you actually self-sabotage because going back to the old pattern seems like a way easier way to be than this new way of being. So if you have some of the messaging come up from your own inner critic where you kind of try and backtalk your way out of it, people-pleasing would look like you know what, who am I to do this? I'm the host of this event. Everybody else deserves to have more fun than I do. And I'm just going to make sure that everybody else is having a great time. My feelings in the situation don't matter. And is that true? No, it's not true. It's as much your holiday as it is anybody else's in that room. And I want you to question yourself if you start to feel that come up. If it's procrastination um, and numbing out, Maybe that is a different thing that comes up that you're just like, it just doesn't matter. I'm, I just need to get through this. And you kind of just go heads down. That's another thing to watch out for. And then that last one of self-sabotage of, you know, just falling back into the same pattern, even though you had every intention to do and say and be something different in that moment. I want you to be super kind to yourself as you see each of those come up and know that in the moment, if you hear 
this the familiar track of people pleasing turn on even in the middle of the meal even in the middle of the holidays you can say hey inner critic i see you i hear you but we're trying something different this time and it's going to be okay right i think that's what most inner critics just want to hear is it's going to be okay i'm looking out for us we got this just know that those things may come up as you embark on this journey to set a new intention for something it's going to feel maybe uncomfortable even though you're coming at it with a lot of excitement and the best of intentions. The next step is, and our third step, is action. How do we take this intention that we've set and then make actionable steps to get to the desired feeling that we have for this holiday season? And so some of this is we're going to talk about the internal landscape, the things that we can control, and the things that maybe we can do. Some of that might be talking to the inner critic. And I know that you, if you're not familiar with these ideas, that might seem really kind of out there and crazy. And I assure you, it does help. And I was one of those people who used to think inner critics sounded like woo to me as well. And then there's also a ton of external things that you can do to kind of set yourself up for success. We probably won't have, to, we won't have time to unpack all those. And that's where you're going to find a lot more at my website at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash joyful holidays. So first off, let's talk about kind of the internal piece. And what it really is the question of how can you design a scenario to really support you in getting to that core desired feeling. And again, so these are internal things to take care of and kind of and get together. And they're going to have an external piece to them. So maybe it is if your core desired feeling is calm, how can you set yourself up for success? What's the project plan to get to that? Is it that you want to have, and here's here we go into these very actionable steps. Maybe it's that you want to have your Christmas cards done early, so you order them now, right? Or you want to have your tree up, so you do that now. I don't know what your core desired feeling is, but perhaps if it's joy, how can you set yourself up? To feel more joy. One of it could, one thing could be just checking in with yourself as you start to feel the spin, as you start to feel overwhelmed or anxious, and just remember your core desired feeling joy, right? It could just be that one word for yourself joy. And then I am choosing joy, right? And that'll get you back, hopefully, to where you want to be. Or if you come up against a decision where you're like, I don't know, this feels kind of icky or I'm not sure what to do with it, you could ask if your core desired feeling is calm, what would calm do in this situation? What would joy look like in this situation? How can I bring more love into this situation? Love's always a great one to ask. What would love do here is a great question to ask yourself if you're ever feeling that kind of icky overwhelm. If you if your core desired feeling doesn't make sense, maybe love, well, love is always the answer, right? But <laughs> maybe asking that question of yourself is a great way to do it. Also, a great opportunity to do some journaling if that's kind of how you process. You know, what would joy do here? What would joy do for the rest of the week? How would joy approach the situation? And, and I think that's a great action step to kind of lean into from an internal perspective to set yourself up for su- success. The other piece is the external piece. And I kind of started alluding to that. And these, the action steps for external pieces and how your holiday season plays out are going to be so immense. Like maybe this is, 
I think this would be a great one um, that we could talk about even in the Facebook page because there's so many ideas of like how do you quell some of the anxiety that comes up during the holidays. And it's going to be different for each person. But one of the big ones is structure again. Let's talk about a few ideas. Um, If you are a host or hostess, set some structure up around your party or a party that you're going to. Like you are going to set boundaries for yourself is basically the idea. And, you know, I'll talk about these things. I don't want to talk about these these other things, right? And set yourself up with the kind of the do's and don'ts maybe before you get into a scenario. How will – you could even ask yourself, how will I react if somebody asks me about this? Maybe it's something you don't want to talk about. And you know what? Saying you don't want to talk about it is a perfectly legit answer in any social setting, right? Like, hmm, don't really want to talk about that. Let's change the subject. Those are okay responses, right? Again, watch for your inner critic because he or she will get loud in moments where you're like, oh, I'm a people pleaser. Of course I'm going to share all that. You don't have to share all that. <laughs> so one, add structure. You could also, here's another great one um, to use a funny phrase, but assign yourself a wingman, right? <laughs> you know, uh, talking a little bit about Top Gun, Um But if you're in a scenario where you're going with a partner or a friend or um, another family member and it's somebody that you trust, maybe you guys can talk through it before you get to the event. I think sharing and setting yourself up with success for success and some structure might mean that if you are consistently having a really hard time with a specific event, maybe it's visiting your in-laws or it is a specific event you know, party that is for your partner's um, company or whatever, I believe it is totally appropriate that hopefully you have the kind of relationship where you can go to your partner and say, look, this is creating a lot of anxiety for me. Could we talk about how we want to have this thing play out? Because I would really like to get some support in this area. Now, of course, this is a little bit vulnerable. If you haven't had these kind of conversations with a partner before, it's new territory. But I encourage you to do it because it's going to, one, open up lines of communication with someone you love. It's going to give you the support to get your core desired feeling. And hopefully it will also encourage the dialogue of ongoing things. How can you start to design your relationship with that person together so that it looks like it's a, it's something that's really supportive to both of you, right? That's beautiful. That's amazing. So in this situation, maybe it is ask for the help that you need. And if you have a wingman, a wingwoman, whatever it is, encourage them, bring them in, and have the discussion before you enter the scenario. It could also be that you have that same kind of a discussion with your kids if you have them. You know, like, honey, I really need for you to do X, Y, and Z at this party. Can you make sure you listen? You know, this is a big deal. Whatever. Have the discussion before you get into the scenario so that everybody's on the same page about either if there's expectations or things that need to be looked out for or conversations you don't want to have or whatever it is. Like, have the discussion up front with them so everyone can work together to kind of have an amazing time. I think there's some also some really other basic structural type things like If it is a visitation to some, you know, a group out of state, it's totally appropriate if you don't care to stay at that person's home, even if they've invited you, to stay at a hotel if that gives you the space for the joy or calm or peace or whatever that you need. Totally appropriate to excuse yourself from the table if you just need a breather, (laughs) you want to step outside if you can. Like it's, I, you know, I want you to think through 
if you're going into a situation where you're out of your home and maybe you're a highly sensitive person, what would joy look like from even a larger perspective? What would calm look like from a larger perspective when you know you're going to be out of your home element and staying elsewhere? Especially helpful if it's really out of your element and you're visiting family you don't usually see or in-laws you don't know so well or whatever, right? So think about that. Maybe journal through it. What do I need in this situation for this core desired feeling to be most possible? And I think if you're also the host of an event, how can you make that core desired feeling for yourself come to life for your guests? So if your core desired feeling is connection, maybe, you know, then before a meal starts, if you have people that don't know each other, you make sure to have like a little um, non-cringy ice-breaking game <laughs> where people introduce themselves, right? Maybe it is if you want to have more ease during your meal that and you're, you're feeling stressed out about creating dessert that you ask people to bring cookies and a cookie decoration station is part of the fun of the event, but it also helps support your core desired feeling of making dessert easeful, right? So like how, what's your answer? They can be a little bit out of the box, but like how do you get there for you and bring the other people that are there into what it is that you desire to create, right? And it's going to be positive in the end. And that's why the communication and getting super clear on what you want is going to help everybody get there. Because when you are aligned with what you want, I bet everybody there is going to have more of what they want to. The last thing that I will say about, um, you know, maybe another little thing to check on yourself with is and this has been immensely helpful to me as well in many situations, is something that Byron Katie talks about in her book, Loving What Is, and it is that there are three types of business in the world. There's my business, there's your business, and there's the universe or God's business. And maybe this is just a lens to bring with you as you start to embark on um you know, maybe what feels like a stressful situation is when you enter this situation, remember that the only thing that you have have to focus on and the only thing that you can truly impact in your life is the stuff that is your own business. So, you know, I think it's worth really asking the question if you feel yourself triggered and starting to spiral on something, is this something that even involves me? I think it's easy to dismiss that and to allow yourself to not get triggered because it doesn't involve you at all, right? Keep your eyes on your own page and don't let yourself get triggered, you know? Even if that's an old habit, try and resist. If it is someone else's business or God's business that you can't impact at all, try and just let it be if you can. And that's a big challenge. So I'll just put it out there. That's a work in progress and definitely a practice <laughs> that I'm working on as well. Hopefully these are a lot of really great ideas that help you um, to enjoy the moments of the holidays because it's so easy to get lost in the hustle of either hosting an event or attending an event and I think really spending that time to set your intention of before you kick off the event or go to the event or have the holiday season, what is it that you, to ask yourself these questions of what do you want to remember about this season or this meal? Where can you drop in and be truly present in the moment? How can you let go? It doesn't need to be a selfie moment, right? Right. The table doesn't have to be Pinterest worthy. 
You don't have to document every thought or action of people. But how can you find a moment for yourself to truly slow down and feel the emotions? Check yourself. Am I feeling the core desired emotion that I set out for myself here? And it's an invitation once you have that intention set to have conversations, genuine heartfelt questions can be asked of people around you. How are you feeling and mean it, right? Like when you ask that question, mean it and listen for the answer. It's also an an invitation to show that you're someone who really cares about the rest of the people because I know you do. You are big hearted and you do care about all of these people in the room. And how can you be someone who is truly there and celebrating and loving and connecting and being joyful or calm or present or carefree, peaceful, whatever your word is, how can you be more of that in the room in every interaction? So that's the thing that you're looking for. That's the tone that you're setting and it will set it for others too. So there you have it. (laughs) How to go from stressful to joyful or whatever your core desired feeling is for this holiday season to get those actionable tips and ideas uh, along with the links to the books that I've referenced here. You can go to the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash joyful holidays. And if you guys liked this episode and felt like this was actionable and helpful, I would love to hear from you on email at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com. And I'll put up a little prompt on Facebook. Maybe we can share some stories about things that have worked during the holidays in unexpected ways. That feels like a really fun conversation to have. Catch me on those morning gratitudes on Instagram. Jumpstartyourjoy is my handle there. Um, And truly, if you are looking to share your own voice and your stories through a podcast, I would love to be your mentor and coach in that journey. Again, you can email me at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com. I want to wish you the very happiest holiday. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. And next week, I will have Sarah Von Bargen on the show to talk about really getting present and um, you guys loved her in season two, so I'm just really excited to have her back. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy. 